0: that dramatic music can only mean one thing we're getting back to what we normally do on this radio station holidays are done people are back and we are getting back to normal just like the city of calgary alberta canada here we go kelly kirsch logan gordon it is hockey central at one as it were Busy show today. We'll uh, talk about the Western Hockey League and specifically about the Alberta teams with Dustin Forbes, the voice of the Left Bridge Hurricanes. That's coming up at 1225. And right now we're going to kick off every single show with this man. And we'd like to uh, welcome Peter Labardius back to the airwaves. Lou, how are you? I am uh, wonderful. I'm absolutely wonderful. Well, that is great to hear. We are going to be busy. There's going to be all kinds of stuff to talk about. Um what we thought was maybe a slow part of the offseason got a little crazy there on the weekend with uh, Carolina and Montreal. So we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll do a whole bunch. We do want to mention that our great partners at Gemini uh, are going to be back sponsoring your segment. So we'd like to thank them for doing that. So we will uh, welcome them back with open arms as they uh, sponsor Lou at his new time just after one o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. But I wanted to talk about the Calgary Flames off season, and get your thoughts, Lou, because I think a lot of people were hoping and thinking that there would be some some major changes to the uh, to the core, and and we got some, you know, in the expansion draft with uh, a subtraction, obviously with Mark Giordano going to Seattle. Are you surprised that there has not been more than, you know, maybe a big trade? I mean, obviously the signing of, of Blake Coleman was big. But are you surprised, Lou, as we sit here the you know day after Labor Day, that there isn't maybe more changes yet for the Calgary Flames?
1: I've been asked that question a lot, Kelly, so it's a great place to start. And the answer is yes, but with one caveat, and it's something we talk about on this program quite a bit over the years, and that is, you know, as teams, you have wish lists, right? And in order to make trades and make things work, you need dance partners. And, you know, my intel over the summer has told me that there has been no shortage of potential attempts at maybe moving some pieces. But you have to remember that it gets more difficult to make some of those decisions, you know, with a flat cap. And, and even more importantly, Kelly... You know if if you're looking to move some key pieces, and you know we have a pretty good idea whose names generally come up when that happens, right? Well, remember that those pieces might not be quite as entertaining to others, coming off less than stellar seasons exactly. and I do i I think that might be in itself one of not only not the only because I think there's another big story about the off season that we'll tell here shortly in a sense but like I said I've been told that there was no shortage of attempt but you can't get there on your own
0: yeah it takes two to tango and I guess that is a good place to start because um I know you know people God love them our, our listeners we uh, and and media types oh yeah we'll just trade this guy and this guy and this guy and boom it's done not that simple. And then, when you have a flat cap, you also have this this big albatross of uncertainty with COVID nineteen because nobody really knows, Lou, if if everything's back to normal and full buildings for the entire season. If you know that, you've got uh, you better give me the lottery numbers because nobody really knows what's next with this thing. So I think that's playing in, into into the uh, you know if you really want lots of trades. Maybe not so fast with with what the GMs are facing or not facing right now. Well, let me ask you this
1: in return. Do you not think one of the most important things after Daryl Sutter took over the team partway through last season was to truly determine what he in particular, along with Brad Treleving, thought about the group? And, you know, was it a year where, you know, had things changed earlier in his mind, would the results potentially have been different? Because, you know, again, I get it. And I just said, was I surprised? In one word, yes, I was. That more wasn't done. But when you make that coaching change and you saw what happened down the stretch and you know, you have a team with a lot of players, you know, key players who didn't exactly light it up last season. You know, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Cause I think more than anything, the most interesting conversations and, you know, maybe, maybe this is part of the story, Kelly, not all of the story, but when you look at how things have transpired this summer and the moves that the team has made and the fact that, you know, outside of Mark, and that's a that's a huge one. I mean, it's still hard kind of for me to wrap my head around the fact that there's going to be somebody different. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel um,
0: right, does it? Because we it haven't does, seen him on well, the ice and we haven't right. seen a new captain and we haven't seen Mark as a Seattle Kraken yet. That is going to be very strange. It was weird enough... With the expansion draft, and you saw him come out there on stage, it's like, what, what is he doing, right? Like, it was just the strangest yes. thing. But it is professional sports. And, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how this all all shakes loose. And you have, you know, I don't think there's any ambiguity about, like, how Daryl Sutter wants these guys to play. If any players going, geez, I just, you know, spending their summer going, I'm just not sure exactly what my role is or what, I, what should be expected. Well, then you didn't listen because everybody should know – what what's expected because it's kind of a, it's it's a it's a proven track record of how Daryl wants his guys to play. It's just that simple.
1: It is that simple. And they cut half a goal a game defensively after he took over. Did they have trouble scoring? They did have trouble scoring, and and that got better down the stretch. But when you take a look at the off season to this point, you know I do I I think. I think there were other things in play. There might still be things in play. But, you know, Kelly, as we dig further in on Hockey Central to some of the additions and who's come in and the types of players they are, don't you think they fit that, you know, hard-nosed veteran style that, you know, Daryl appreciates and really likes? Now, that's not to say Daryl doesn't want to score more goals. Of course he does. And 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 I think when I assess this off season I think part of maybe why there wasn't more change might be the fact that there is a feeling in that camp that last year was just one of those real off years for too many guys and that can't happen again and it won't happen again with you know a clear direction of how you want to go about your business
0: Okay, Lou, before we get uh, Logo in here to ask you some questions about uh, other things around the yeah. NHL, because there's been a bunch. What, um, who's the next captain of the Calgary Flames?
1: If- oh, boy, what a great question. Um, you know what? I would not be surprised, Kelly, if it was another situation where they took some time with it. I, I really believe that. I, I could easily see this season starting. Potentially without one. Um, you know, I, I that's a, that's that's a big decision. I, I'm not sure all the questions that need to be answered have been answered, um, and some people might be a little bit surprised as to, you know, a guy I think could could not only maybe he doesn't wear th- this letter, but a letter is Chris is Chris Tanev?
0: Yeah, I I would think that. Are you saying that they might, you know, just have a rotating sort of situation, or just have a bunch of assistants, or what do you think?
1: Remember in Toronto where they didn't pick anybody for for a while, and you know until eventually they finally got to John Tavares and officially put the stamp on him. I could see that now, and I think one of the reasons Kelly, I could see that is right at this very second. Now, again, this is the difference. I've been around this team for a long time. have a pretty good feel for the room and who's in it and how they go about their business. This is a big change with Mark gone. It's massive. It's, it's not only going to be a person change, but it's also about trying to decide what type of person
0: you're going to go forward with. Yeah, do you, go, so, do you, do you tr- go the exact opposite of Mark? Maybe you get somebody that's maybe. really fiery. Or do you get – that's not Daryl's M.O., though. I don't know if he, that's his thing to do. I don't think he likes guys that – you know, you need, you need everybody on, on a team, different personalities, but I just don't know. I, I, get, I think people have talked about Matthew Kachuk. I don't know if that's, that's the guy that you, you want, or, or maybe it's totally the guy you want.
1: Well, are people ready? You know, uh, I, and and you and I have had this conversation now for years. Um, you know, just because players are young and they're talented, doesn't always mean that they're ready for that. And that's fine. That's not to say that I could I potentially see Matthew Kachuk as an as the next captain of the Calgary Flames. Yes, I could. Absolutely, I could. Does it have to be this fall? No. No, it doesn't. So, you know, we're going to find out in not too long of order how they feel about that. And, you know, I may be completely off base today, but, um, and needless to say, those are the conversations we'd have liked to have been a fly on the wall. But, you know, this this again is, is a big change. You know, you've gone from Jerome... Um, to mark and there was a lot of similarities really between how those gentlemen went about their business so you're right you know what what does daryl want what does brad obviously want and you know does it need to be different
2: it's the return of hockey central here on sportsnet 960 the fan kelly kirsch logan gordon uh, joined as we always are on the program the Flames color analyst, the insider for the Flames, Peter Lubartius Lou. Uh, some topics away from the Flames to talk about with you as we'll have plenty of time leading up to training camp and preseason uh, to chat about the Flames. I imagine there was some news on the international front that you were pretty excited about last week that NHLers will return to the 2022 Olympics in Beijing. We'll finally get a chance to see some of these Canadian stars together. It's as official as it possibly can be. Uh, in a pandemic world that will get the return of NHLers at the Olympics?
1: Um, You know, I love international sport beyond belief. Everybody who listens on a regular basis knows that, Um, you know, we haven't really seen a completely true best on best scenario going all the way to Sochi 2014, you know, 2016, the world cup in Toronto was a pretty nice facsimile. Uh, I didn't think it was quite the same and, You know, you had some gimmicky things, which were really neat about that tournament, you know, combining the young stars of Canada and the United States, which, you know, was fun to watch. It wouldn't have necessarily been on my uh, A-list to have those two sides combine, But, Logan, I can't wait. And, And not only just because it's best on best, But because of the talent across the planet now, um, you know, you think about uh, obviously our country, but all the young talent in the United States, you know, you look at Finland, Logan, for an example, um, you know, down the middle when you're going to start with Barkov and Aho. you know, the the Swedes and and Russians are formidable. So, yeah, I'm I'm beyond excited. Um, You know, hopefully the world plays itself out i know i had a couple of tweets last week to suggest that you know with a political climate maybe you know we shouldn't be going there and then i get that too i really do um but you know if 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 the universe wants it to work out i'm not going to be disappointed and you know would, would love to be involved in any kind of concrete analysis you know breakdowns i i just i, I live for that stuff, so, so i can't wait
2: in uh more related news to the nhl this time of the summer is usually reserved for the occasional rfa signing we get that and you go through it team by team as this time of year goes by but uh over the last week or so we got some drama if you will between two teams <laughs> that know each other well when it comes to the offer sheet business and it was Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi signing an offer sheet with the Carolina Hurricanes, which in turn, Montreal declined to match and received first and third round picks uh, in compensation and then went out and made a trade for a- another center of their own in a guy you know well, Mr. Lubardius, the former London Knight star and Christian Dvorak. Uh, first of all, what did you make of the the week that was between the two, the drama of the the, number, the jersey numbers made in the offer sheets and the Just the (laughs) fact that we saw an offer sheet happen in the NHL, it's not something that really comes about all that often. No, no, it
1: doesn't. And it usually comes with a bit of a price. And if, you know, you go through the history of of offer sheets, uh, you know, those situations, Logan, are not done lightly because there are consequences and people don't forget. And let's be frank, people are mad. They're po'd. you know. Do you think Carolina wasn't PO'd with what happened with Ajo? They sure were. Uh, Montreal obviously, you know, felt some of that. But I, I think when you boil this one all down, um, you know, Yasperi caught Kanyemi, scratched in the playoffs, you know, wasn't used in some big games. Now, he's a really young player. but But I sense that, you know, that marriage without the right type of contract and situation look like it was coming to an end. And, and again, you know, anything Tom Dundon and Carolina is involved in this guy doesn't want to lose any negotiation that he's in. So, you know, it was calculated. The price was calculated. I, I give Montreal credit actually for what they did and then what they inevitably turned it into, because you've now got an excellent, you know, second line type center in behind Nick Suzuki, who just gets better and better and better. Um, And I think, you know, the same can be said now going the other way, Carolina, and and it's a, it's a big ticket at 6.1 for this year, but I'm not sure, you know, what that's going to look like in the future. So, you know, the news was crazy. There was some bite. It was fun. It was interesting to see how it would play out, but in the end, you know, I think both teams probably got happier people and filled some key voids.
2: Yeah, it's it's just one of those situations where I, I, I find it, it. Will is the one that always says this, that it's just not a, a landscape for offer sheets, but I think it's one of those things where, I, I think maybe in the world it is, it's just you have to have the right, and you mentioned Tom Dunden and, and Don Waddell, you have to have the right group behind it that's never lose, that's never afraid to take that shot across the bow. And even going before the Ajo one, I feel like that was a group that, you know, you're never quite sure what they might do because they're they're active. They're going it every way.
0: So, Logan, Lou, what what I'd like to know is what happened behind the scenes because I doubt uh, New York NHL head office was cool with all this stuff going on. I bet you there's been stuff that's been... Uh, okay boys, maybe we don't do this. I Lou, I, I don't think they just kinda let this go and go, oh well that's just boys being boys. I don't think they like the look of that.
1: Well, you know what, Kelly, I agree with you, and I have thought about that too. But but further to Logan's point, um, you know, business is business. And I and I think what's interesting about, you know, let's let's take another layer of Carolina. How many teams would have just said hey, Dougie Hamilton, we're not paying you that kind of money because we have a price, we, we're we not prepared to go any higher, and we have other people coming in and other people, and we're not doing it. You know, um, listen, do I love everything that Tom Dundon does? No. Do I think he's a guy that has probably uh, never experienced a lot of losing in his life? I do. Um, Do I give them credit for that? Yes. But a lot of why things don't get done, I think, sometimes is, you know, people don't have the chutzpah to take a stand, go after it, believe in what you believe, and go from there. And, And, Kelly, I don't know if you agree or not, but don't you think in this day and age, with all the fallout and all the opinion and all the criticism, don't you think that weighs in
0: yeah i I think it's it's cool it's great for the media, but I bet you we don't see another offer sheet for like five years.
1: you really think so I right? I
0: bet you no one touches it. I bet you they just don't like the look and and uh any any part of 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 the league looking a little silly um and i it was fun, but I, I bet you don't see it for a long time
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because you know. The one thing about Gary's reign and, and the job that he's done is you're right, that it'll be taken very, very seriously. Just the same way, you know, through Elliot Friedman, um, you know, we found out this summer that at a certain point, guess what happened with the Jack Eichel situation? Everybody gathered, you know, in late August at one point in time to say, you know, what are we doing here? So, yes. Could I could I see your suspicion playing itself out? Yes. But do I commend, in a sense, both teams for doing the business they did? I do, because especially in a flat cap world, when you have somebody in trouble,
2: you know, you're trying to win. You're trying to win. Just wanted to uh, pass this along, and, and Lou, maybe just get a quick thought for you on this, Is some news coming down. From the Ottawa Senators, they have extended General Manager Pierre Dorian through the 2024-2025 season with a uh, club option for 25-26. Uh, saw a lot of the Sens last year in that all-Canadian division, Lou, and they were a thorn in the side of many teams, not just the Flames. I know you like that young group that they're building uh, in Ottawa. I
1: do. Um, you know, they have to find a new deal for Brady Kachuk. That's that's on the table right now, and that is an obvious uh, large piece of business. But, um, you know, I, I'm not just saying this because it's coming out of my mouth, but uh, I've said for many a year, including years where things weren't very good in Ottawa, that, you know, I've always had great dealings with Pierre. I, I've always thought that you know, he's a, a fine evaluator of young talent. And, you know, I, I think the Senators deserve a lot of kudos. And I've I've always felt, you know, if Pierre, and it hasn't always been the case, we both know this, or we all three of us know this, that, you know, Mr. Melnick kind of lets Mr. Dorian do his thing, um, things were going to get better. And, um, you know, there is another extension, Logan, with the Senators' this summer that I think was massive. And maybe one of the best things that Mr. Dorian did was hire DJ Smith as his coach.
0: Yeah, they seem to have, have, have gotten rid of all the craziness because they were kind of shooting 100%. themselves in the foot all the time with, with stuff off the ice and, and mm-hmm. things on the ice. And it's like, you can't improve, you know, the whole, it's too competitive of, of a league to kind of be messing with, you know, hurting yourselves. So this is just another step where it's like, okay, it's not going to be today or tomorrow. They're, they're working at something, you know, long-term and and it looks like they're getting there, right? Like it's, yeah, there's a
1: plan. There's great young players. There's great young players like, you know, young man with lots of Calgary ties and Jake Sanderson, um, you know, who's still going to be another year away going back to school for one more. Um, There's a lot to like in Ottawa. There's, there's a lot to like. And, um, you know, as Logan introduced it, Kelly, the Calgary Flames and others know what a tough out they yeah. were last year Yeah, it... after no camp and, you know, a really, really tough start. So they're going to be an interesting team to watch this year because they go from zero expectation and they're in a like a miserable division, miserable beyond belief, but they are not going to be an easy out. They just
0: aren't. Yeah, and I think Flames fans are probably okay with not playing them seven or eight or nine times. Yeah, or whatever it was. It's probably okay. I don't need to see them nine times. Yeah, 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 exactly. But cool. I enjoyed watching them. Yeah, it was good stuff. Okay, Lou, it's, it's so great to have you back on the radio. Our, our new time here for Hockey Central. Looking forward to it. I mean, the rookies are coming up. There's rookie games. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, I know the audience has been been jumping up and down waiting to hear you every day. So, it's your new tradition at one o'clock to to tune in the radio or or stream us online to to get some loo for your uh, for your lunch hour. So there you go. We'll talk to you tomorrow for sure.
1: Okay, guys, have a great day, and uh, thanks to Gemini and all our listeners.
0: There we go, Peter Labardius right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. I'm Kelly Kirsch over there. It's Logan Gordon. We got Will Nault ready to go uh, live on location today. It's the big show. Gonna be busy this week. As uh, it's uh, Targets for Kids with uh, kids Sport and uh, Brian Burke. So I think we'll get some, some interesting guests down there. We'll hear Rob Kerr. Well, you hear him anyway because he'll be off in the distance yelling on the, uh, on the yeah, mic. Yeah,
2: he's MCing, so you'll hear yeah. a faint version of Rob yeah, Kerr. Yeah, exactly, and, and then you'll hear, then you'll hear him. him probably on the radio. The man ways, himself
0: yeah. as well. So we'll hear the hustler coming in. Uh, Andrew Patterson will join the guys. Uh, Pat off for another day, and then uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Looking forward to it. we got lots going on, including a new contest for the big show. It's called Name That Flame. And uh, how it works is on Thursdays the guys are going to like give out like clues. And they can be uh they can be nasty with these clues cuz Steinberg thinks that everyone is like dialed in and He thinks and, everyone's him. Yeah,
2: it's like Oh yeah, do you we, spend an enormous amount of time on
0: NHL it, deep diving it, stats? Yeah, we don't uh, no. we don't have photographic memories necessarily. So you might have to wait for a couple of clues, but if you know the clues, you just you text in your name, the player's name and Who knows, you could be winning with our great partners at Wild Rose Brewery. Get a branded fire pit from Wild Rose Brewery and a six-pack of beer. This is on Thursdays. Wild Rose Brewery celebrates 25 years of standing by Alberta through wins and losses, all the while serving up premium craft beer. Join them at the tap room or from the comfort of your home during the next big game. And I think we're going to be there on Thursday. As we get out with the big uh, the big show going live at all kinds of places. So that's a name that flame coming up on Thursday. We'll head south down Leftbridge Way. Talk to uh, Dustin Forbes, the voice of the Leftbridge Hurricanes. Pick his brain about what he sees in that Central Division, uh, mostly Alberta teams. We'll find out from Dustin next right here on Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960. The fan. kelly kirsch logan gordon it is hockey central right here on sportsnet 960 the fan we are back so many ways to listen to our particular program you can you can use your am radio that works all over the province at 960 you can stream us on your phone your tablet your computer just go to sportsnet.ca slash 960 you got a smart speaker you got one of those fancy things you just go hey play sportsnet 960 If you want, you got the Radio Player Canada mobile app, the Sportsnet app, all kinds of different ways to do just that. And uh, this man is getting ready to, uh, well, get behind the microphone and call some hockey again, which he loves to do. Down in Leftbridge, the voice of the Leftbridge Hurricanes, it's Dustin Forbes. How are you? Good, Kelly. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, it's good to talk hockey. It's good to kind of get back to normal and... uh, I'll tell you, it was it was a little weird last year, obviously. And I know you guys, uh, you know, struggled to kind of cover teams and, and do it from a distance and that sort of thing. What uh, what says you about this year with the Western Hockey League? And, I mean, a slightly different schedule. Obviously, uh, not going over the mountains this time uh, this year. It's going to be a little more intense, a little more of uh, the Regina's and Saskatoon's and that sort of thing. But uh, as you get ready for 21-22, what, uh, what do you... What are you thinking? You know, is it going to be normal, do you think, or close to normal?
3: I'm hoping so. Uh, Obviously, you hope that it's as normal as possible. Uh, Obviously, there was the the mask bylaw introduced over the weekend, which uh, to me isn't a huge deal. People are still going to be in the building, and and we're gearing up for our training camp, which starts on Thursday. So uh, I think for me, that's the biggest thing, is the excitement about a training camp and a regular training camp. Last year, we weren't sure – uh, if we were going to play, when we were going to play, then it kind of fell in our lap and was like, okay, two weeks, we're, we're going. And uh, kind of basically just brought the roster of, of who was going to be on the team and, and uh, you know, for the shortened 24 game season. So this year, it kind of feels more normal getting ready for a training camp. You're going to see some young guys coming in. Uh, I know some teams, Calgary, of course, uh, Red Deer as well, that have already gotten uh camp going and and ending it uh, in calgary's case today with their interest squad game so uh it, it's exciting uh looking at it and going okay yeah we have uh, our first game october 1st and we've got a 68 game season scheduled uh to this point uh, it, it definitely feels a lot more normal that's for sure this time around than uh what we went through in february
0: and dustin the story last year for the shortened season for uh, you know the central division, the Alberta Division, if you will, and I always like to call it the Alberta division, uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings were um, really, really strong. Uh, they get some guys drafted uh, this year. Is there any any way to to think they won't be as strong, if not stronger, this year?
3: I don't, I don't think so. I I mean, I think they're the the favorite for sure in the central division. And of course you'll include subcurrent this year, back into the central. Uh, They played in the Saskatchewan and Manitoba bubble in Regina last year. They dropped back into the central division. But uh, when you look at Edmonton on paper, Sebastian Costa, the first round pick of the Detroit Red Wings in goal. Uh, He won't make the team. I don't think in Detroit. So he'll be back. The one question mark, With Edmonton that I have, Kelly, is Dylan Gunther, Uh, of course, drafted ninth overall by the Arizona Coyotes in in the Oliver ekman Larson trade with Vancouver, of course, the ninth pick going to Arizona. And with Arizona kind of dealing away anybody that can play in the NHL, you wonder if Gunther going into camp has a chance to make that team. And we, we all know his talent. He can score. He can skate. Uh, If I was a betting man, I would say he doesn't make the team uh, with the Coyotes, but uh, stranger things have happened, right? Uh, I mean, you you talk about a guy like Jake Vertanen, uh, who just signed uh, in in Russia, when he was drafted high uh, by Vancouver, went to camp and made the team as an 18-year-old Jared McCann did it too. And, And so you see you see examples of guys that maybe you don't know if they're really ready to play in the NHL, but if there's an opportunity and they run with it, uh, they can make it. So I'm curious to see what happens with, with Dylan Gunther and if he has a chance, but uh, if he's back boy, I mean, you lop him in with uh, Jalen Leipon, who had such a great season last year, breakout year, got drafted. Carter such will go into his overage season. Jake neighbors who's a first round pick of the St. Louis blues on paper. They just, back up so much better than anybody else in the division.
0: Okay, so there's there's the Edmonton Oil Kings, but we're not going to give them the uh, the crown just yet because they have to play the games. There's some teams that uh, want to show that they're better and getting better and going to be strong. Uh, the team you cover, the Left Bridge Hurricanes, and now we got a lot, a lot of listeners down that way. What are the Canes looking like this year?
3: It will be uh, a retool, rebuild-ish season. Uh, I, I think there's still some some quality players for the Hurricanes, uh, we don't have the name value necessarily like we've had in years past. You think of Dylan Cousins, Jordy Bellary, Kalen Addison, guys like that. Um, I think for Leftbridge, the question mark uh, will be who's going to score goals, really, honestly. Uh, Justin Hall had such a breakout season last year at 27 points in the 24-game season and really took a big step. And Alex Cotton, who, who will go back uh, into his final year in the WHL, of course, uh, a pretty good offensive defenseman, Red Wings draft pick as well. Um, he'll be back. Uh, he'll go to Detroit camp. And then after that, offensively, Logan Barlogy will go into his overage season. A guy I think has a little bit of pop offensively that we, we've seen glimpses of is Ty Nash. I think he's got an ability to, to go to the next step. And then uh, beyond that, uh, defense I, I think is going to be really good. Uh, Goal tending, I I think Brian Thompson uh, is going to have a bounce back season after last year going into this season as the uh, number one guy last year and the year before he had split time with Carl Pedichuk, who would have been an overage for Lethbridge this season, traded to Moose Jaw during the summer. So Thompson comes in as the undisputed number one. Uh, I think that's a, a good opportunity for him, but I, I think Leftbridge's case it'll be who's going to score the goals, and uh, it's probably going to be a by committee uh, situation. And I think they'll fight for a playoff spot. Hopefully, they make it.
0: Dustin Forbes, the voice of the Leftbridge Hurricanes, is our guest here at Hockey Central right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Okay, well let's uh, let's talk about Medicine Hat Red Deer um, and Swift Current. We'll get Brad Curl on, and he can give us the lowdown. On on the team that we cover a lot, obviously the the home of the Calgary Hitman. But what are you what are you hearing, uh, Dustin, up uh, up the way in in Red Deer and and you know, big rivals of the Hurricanes, obviously the Medicine Hat Tigers and and Swift Current too.
3: Yeah, well, uh, Red Deer. We'll start there. Uh, Steve Kowalchuk comes in as the head coach there, of course. Last season, kind of surprising on a game day. Uh, actually, Red, I think it, Red Deer was in Lethbridge to play uh, the Hurricanes and Brent Sutter announced around lunchtime that he wasn't going to coach anymore. And Sean Sutter, uh, who was the assistant GM, took over behind the bench and a former Hurricane and WHLer himself. And and so they hire Steve Conowalchuk this year, who of course played in the NHL, uh, has coached in the NHL as an assistant, and was the head coach of the Seattle Thunderbirds when they won the championship uh, three or four years ago. Um, So he comes into Red Deer with a, a, a knowledge of what it takes to win in the Western Hockey League. And and they've got some good pieces. You think of Jaden Groove. He only played five games last year before having a season-ending knee injury. Their captain, uh, ultimately drafted by the New York Rangers still, even with just the five games. Ben King had a great season last year. I think he'll go to another level offensively. And Kyle Masters, who a good young defenseman uh, with the Rebels, had a pretty good showing last year. I think he's got some upside. So I, I think Red Deer will be... Uh, a bit better than they were last year. I, I think a lot better than they were last year. They only won four out of the 24 games um, that they were able to play. And then from there, medicine hat, they've got Cole Sillinger in camp. And, and I think that's a big uh, add for them. Of course, he played in the USHL last year, was drafted by the Columbus Blue Jackets, and, and he'll be in camp. They don't start camp until next week, uh, significantly later than many of the other teams. They start camp on the 14th, and then their first preseason games on the 17th. Uh, against the Hurricanes so uh, see what happens there they've lost some key guys in Brett Kemp and Ryan Chazowski up front who uh, were very good offensively overagers for them last year and, and Cole Clayton as well and then Swift Current they're young uh, really young and uh, I spoke with their play-by-play broadcaster earlier today, Craig Beauchemin and he's excited about what they've got going on in Swift Current of course they won in 2018 and they really depleted the shelves to to get to that point and uh, Dean Brockman's done a good job at retaining picks and uh, being able to use those picks to draft players and ultimately getting them signed and in, into Swift Current. And so uh, they've got some, some good young pieces and I think they're excited to to get going and, and be back in the central division. And, and as Craig said, I, I don't, he said, uh, I don't think you come to Swift Current and it's an easy two points anymore. And uh, so we'll see what happens. It's one of those fun things that I'm excited about because last year we only got to play the Alberta team. So it's kind of fresh to be able to go back and, and start seeing these Saskatchewan teams again and, and the Manitoba teams as well. It kind of, it, it's exciting. It kind of feels like the, the first year in the WHL again, all over. Well,
0: I was, I was going to ask, this is a great segue. Uh, we're chatting with Dustin Forbes, voice of the left bridge hurricanes, the buzz uh, last year, uh, you know, from out East in Regina was the young player, the phenom that that got the uh, the special status and fill the net. What What can you tell us about Connor Bedard? And and and, I mean, it'd be first time I guess to see him live because you know the Alberta teams didn't play Regina. Give me, give me. What are you hearing from your from your cohorts about this guy?
3: He's good, <laughs> really wow. good. Uh, yeah, is that too
0: short? No, that's uh, uh, that's in doubt. Thank you.
3: How's that, How's that for analysis? Uh, Twenty eight points in fifteen games as a fifteen year old. Twelve goals. Sixteen assists, plus nine. Like he is so good, and you've eaten. Regina opened up their camp uh, over the weekend, and uh, you see the videos just from their feet and the playmaking ability, and the the sight and the vision and the skating, uh, and that you're not even talking about his ability to shoot and pick corners. And uh, you know, from the video you saw it, uh, the Hockey Canada camp uh, a few weeks ago in Calgary, uh, likely guaranteed to be on the world junior team uh come come December in Edmonton and Red Deer again and uh, I'm super excited to see this kid play live Uh, video is one thing watching him on TV is another being in person and seeing him is is just super exciting and I know talking to the uh, guys that were able to to see him in in the bubble last year be it a scout or a broadcaster uh, you know players uh, it's just it's exceptional to see a guy like this and uh what I would say is if you're a fan of the Western Hockey League, get out and see that kid play when he's in your city because he's only going to play in the dub for a couple of years and then uh, probably going to go first overall, and that'll be the last you see of him in the Western Hockey League.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, uh, we're out Alberta way, we get to see him twice? Do, do the Pats come out twice, or how does that work, Dustin? Usually, twice, I know
3: Lethbridge this year will play Regina six times, so he'll come to Lethbridge three times uh I'd have to look at the schedules to see what the the game allotment is for all the other teams two for sure uh, you might get them a, a third time, which usually you you wouldn't get, but with the uh as you kind of started no crossover this season in terms of uh Eastern Conference and Western Conference games, there's ten games there that had to be uh added and so lethbridge for example playing regina and moose shot six times same deal for the Hitman. so
0: yeah they play him so obviously it'll be three times uh there and back kind of thing so that would be kind of cool i mean that'll be a bit of a a a neat thing to see and and uh now murphy's law he'll he'll come to uh the pats will come like when the world juniors on and (laughs) we'll have to look that up we'll get curly to look that up for us because i think that'll be interesting to see how that works all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk to you. We'll do this every week and get Curly on too, and we'll talk about league issues and that sort of thing. And once the you know the the, the preseason games get going and all the camps get going, there'll be some stories. And always the uh, who's coming back, the drafted players, are they going to come back? And and uh, that's always fascinating in, in that league. So we'll appreciate you uh, coming on with us here for the date the re debut of Hockey Central. And we'll talk next week, Dustin. Thanks so much. Look, looking forward to it, guys. Thanks. There we go, Dustin Forbes, the uh, voice of the Leopard Hurricanes, right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, we are live today from the iconic studio, powered by Iconic Electric and Controls. Oh man, they—we've uh, w- been doing some stuff with them, and we're planning some some more things in the future. But I'll tell you, they are so great in the community. They do so much. Uh, I do believe they're helping us out with our uh, kids' sport bundle drive. I think they had a little uh, little collection on their own. So. They're always doing stuff. We appreciate it, and we uh, we love having them as great, great uh, sponsors. Social responsibility—it's iconic. Contact them today at iconicec.ca. We'll set up the live show coming up at uh, well two o'clock, and uh, we'll see what else is making the waves in, in the hockey world. A couple of things to to pass your way. We'll do that next, right here in Sportsnet 960. <music> Hockey Central right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, Kelly Kirsch and Logan Gordon coming up. We've got a, a live show for you as we go live down south for targets for kids. Uh, helping out uh, um, kids sport. It's going to be kind of cool. 30 teams. It's it's so different than like a like a golf tournament because like you're shooting at at clay targets that they fire up in the air. It's awesome. I think it's very, very cool. We've been doing this for a while. and. We'll have lots of special guests pop by, which will be awesome to see. So look forward to that. And uh, a few things to catch people up on. Of course, we have baseball for you. Blue Jays back in it all of a sudden. They had a great long weekend as now they are three back of the wild card as they chase that down here in September. So they will continue their series with the New York Yankees. Uh, they blasted them 8 nothing yesterday. So we'll see what happens. What do we got, Logan? Matts versus Geared Cole. Cole. Geared Cole? So we'll pick that up after 6 o'clock after the live show. Uh, a couple other hockey notes to pass your way. News out of Ottawa as they extend their GM.
2: Yes, Pierre Dorian back. Uh, is Not back, he's extended. He's the, staying. He's staying not going anywhere. Through 2024-2025 uh, season with a team option for 2025-2026. So should be there to uh, see some of the fruits of his labor for some of these big draft classes the Senators have. Uh, obviously, the main uh, priority the rest of this offseason getting Brady Kachuk yeah. Uh, yeah. under contract. Here, he is an RFA. Here's
0: your contract, Pierre. Now, yeah. uh, if you want another one, make sure you get Brady Kachuk that, signed. Sign him. Yeah, in yeah. That would be uh, priority one, I imagine. I bet you will hear that sooner than later. Probably just as camp begins. That's my, that's my prediction on that. Yeah. Uh, and then, kind of uh, going west to here to the Van- former Vancouver Canuck, I guess, uh, former Calgary Hitman Jake Vertanen who uh, ran into a bunch of problems, legal problems, um, and, and not good ones, and not pleasant ones to talk about. He is signed with uh, Moscow Spartak yes. of the KHL, so he's going to go over there. One-year contract. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how he comes back from this, or I, if yeah. he does. I don't know. I
2: don't, it's a tough one. 25 years old, clearly there wasn't uh, any appetite at the NHL level to take a risk on, on him here with his pending legal issues. He was charged with sex or being sued excuse me uh for sexual assault in may uh i don't believe that that's come to its conclusion yeah. yet so uh obviously that's got to be handled before hockey becomes a priority it's a, unfortunately it's a different world in the uh in the khl it's a don't ask don't tell policy i believe over there where uh your issues off the ice hardly outweigh your uh name value to a, a team there so he'll try to I guess continue his pro hockey career in Russia. We'll see. I don't. I'm with you. I think it's kind of a a long shot to see him pushing back towards the NHL. But you you never know if you can get those things settled and focused on hockey. The problem is, is he wasn't bringing much value to the Canucks on the ice, and then became a problem off the ice. It's not a good combination for sticking no, around in the NHL.
0: No, no, he had uh, lots of stuff go on with him, and and uh, sometimes that's tough. Uh, It doesn't matter, and it doesn't excuse it by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, he's a lower mainland kid, and I don't know if that worked against him or whatever, or like these just stories just kept falling around. So we'll see what happens with Jake if if, uh, he can re re fire up his career in the KHL, or that's the last we ever hear of him in North America. Who knows? But we'll uh, we'll keep you posted as that goes along. Um, Other than that, you know, we had a couple of really cool uh, football games uh, yesterday. Uh, and then, uh, you and I were talking about this on the weekend. Like, it seems strange the CFL maybe could, I, I would change the times of those games. This may sound a little radical, and uh, I, don't, I don't mind rattling the, the cage of uh, staunch CFLers, because I'm one of them, and I'm okay to move things around. But on Saturday night, there's nothing going on sports-wise in Canada. Nothing. Um, unless you're really into watching American college football, which there's a few games on at night, why wouldn't you play Saskatchewan-Winnipeg Saturday night from Mosaic and then play Calgary-Edmonton on Sunday night and then just play an afternoon game, Winnipeg-Toronto or uh, Hamilton-Toronto? and <sighs> Doesn't that make too much sense? Well,
2: it does make too much no sense because NFL, it is the CFL. Yeah.
0: NHL. Um, the Blue Jays were down there playing day games. That yep. just does not make sense. And and I always thought the primetime TV at night is is more lucrative than, than daytime stuff.
2: Well, you'd think so, especially during the last long weekend of the year and people trying to get any last-minute vacations in or going camping, all that sort of stuff, I think, all presents better for an evening game. And uh, to me, your, your main product is Saskatchewan-Winnipeg, and, and that's the big game that everyone's looking forward to, especially this year. Two good teams, two teams you're expecting to contend, and you take them right out of the, pl- the prime time window. And you know Hamilton, Toronto kicked off at 11 a.m. Calgary time yeah. uh, on Monday. I, I just I don't know that you're putting yourself in the best situation to succeed when you're you don't have the the NFL, you don't have Hockey Night in Canada uh, right in your face on Saturday nights like you will later on in the season. I get you don't want to go up against those juggernauts down the road. That's no, no one's questioning you on that. But but when you, have, you have the opportunity. Yeah, you've got a window here yeah. to to be the feature, and, and I think you just miss out on it doing. And but that's kind of a very CFL e turn. Well, so, you know what yeah, I mean? I mean it's,
0: sometimes they do stuff like that. Maybe maybe it's, it's their It's Labor their,
2: Day, so it has to be two thirty uh, on a Monday for the stamps and the yeah,
0: and it could be the the teams. It could be the TV provider that are, that insist on that. Who who knows how how it goes? But. I thought it was pretty cool though with uh you know the, the Canadian women coming out there with their trophy. Yes and fly by. Very Canadian, very cool. Um and we'll see what happens on, on the rebound coming up on, on Saturday up in Edmonton. We'll see if Bo's gonna play. I wonder if that's uh practiced all last week, but maybe mm-hmm. uh Coach Dickinson just said he didn't think that maybe he was right to to take a take a pounding or or you know, that's the last thing you want to make it worse. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Okay, well, we got a busy show coming up at, uh, at 2 o'clock. We're live on location. Uh, will Not will be down south as uh, we get targets for kids going again. Uh, proud to be a part of that again right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. And uh, the hustler, Andrew Patterson, going to join things uh, from Winnipeg to join the guys at 3 o'clock and then baseball coming up at 6. So it's a busy show. The Big Show, set to fire up next right here on Sportsnet 960.